Welcome to the Torah Journey Podcast. My name is Rabbi Ken Brodkin, and I've been a community rabbi for over 15 years. During that time, I've learned that the wisdom of Judaism is powerful, but it's not always easy to understand. Our weekly podcast will enrich your journey and give you practical advice about how to apply the wisdom of Judaism to your life. We'll offer you insights based on the Parsha, current events, the Jewish year, and more. This is the Torah Journey Podcast. On Rosh Hashanah, we grapple with one of the hardest chapters in all of Tanakh, the Akedah. Throughout davening, we reflect on what a hero Avraham was in his willingness to sacrifice Yitzchak. In fact, the shofar itself is a symbol of the ram that Avraham offered in place of his son. Now these days, reasonable people are bothered by the Akedah. What would you do if God appeared to you and asked you to sacrifice your son? Would it be the right thing to say yes? Now, this is not like some obscure chapter of the Bible. God shows Avraham as the father of the Jewish people. The Akedah is the point where God tested Avraham and the blessing was confirmed. In light of these challenges, some modern commentaries offer interpretations like, the Akedah was a test and Avraham failed the test. Or, the Akedah was God's way of teaching the world that Hashem doesn't want child sacrifice. Now, obviously, this genre of interpretations has not been the approach of traditional Judaism over the millennia. Now, there's plenty to be said for advancing a traditional approach to Judaism. Let me give you an example. Some Jewish groups today take ideas like tikkun olam as Judaism's fundamental teaching, which they deem as synonymous with modern ideas of social justice, supplanting Jewish spirituality with modern causes. This has not been a winning approach. Jewish groups that hold steadfast to tradition have had a far more sustainable model in engaging the next generation in Jewish spirituality. Applied to the Akedah, we actually gain more traction teaching our children that Avram is a hero than a villain. Still, it's one thing to say that tradition works better, but it's another thing to actually believe it. Was Avraham truly a hero or not? It can be challenging to guide the next generation in our traditions. I was reminded of this a couple years ago, and one of my teen kids challenged me on the idea of having children immediately after marriage. And they told me that when they get married, they plan to wait a number of years before having kids. Now, I know what they're saying. They're looking at the Torah and tradition and saying, hey, this is really beautiful, but I'm just not sure if it's going to work out in my real life. How do I respond to that challenge as a father? We'll get back to that question, but perhaps the Akeda is the ultimate hard tradition. If we want to teach it to our children, we better understand it. In this episode of the Torah Journey, we're going to take a deeper look at this difficult chapter known as the Akeda or Binding of Isaac. As we do so, we'll get much better prepared to connect to the experience of Rosh Hashanah. And what's more, we'll discover an important key that will help us triumph in our most important life challenges. Modern ideas about the Akedah underscore the difficulties of this riveting chapter. According to one modern school of thought, God tested Avraham and Avraham failed the test. Another variation of this is not that Avraham failed, but that the Akedah was God's way of announcing to the world that child sacrifice is wrong. Those who suggest that there was a failure of Avraham the father 
point to the fact that there's not one single conversation that takes place between this father and son after the Akedah. True enough, but then again, there are no recorded conversations between the father and son before the narrative. The Torah is ancient and terse, and given that, it generally doesn't pan out to judge the Torah by modern literary standards. For example, if a lack of dialogue reflected a new post-Akeda rift between the two men, the Torah should have recorded one or two conversations at least before the Akeda. But here's the plain truth. There is but one conversation between Avram and Yitzchak in the entire Torah, and it happens smack in the middle of the Akeda. Now consider the idea that the Akedah teaches us that God does not want child sacrifice. God told this guy from Mesopotamia to sacrifice his son, and Avram naively, naively listened. In this line of reasoning, Avram is more of a pawn than a hero. But the Bible says that he was a hero. At the end of the Akedah, the Torah affirms the blessings that God initially offered Avram in Lech Lecha. As the Torah says, Ki on account of the fact that you have done this and not withheld your child, I will increase your seed and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed through you on account of the fact that you have hearkened my voice. In no uncertain terms, the Torah states that Abraham and through him all of humanity will have abundant blessing because of the Akedah. The Akedah forces us to ask a deeper question. Why did God love Avraham? And the answer lies in that single conversation that's recorded between this father and son. The Akedah, as you know, is heart-wrenching. Hashem tells Avraham to sacrifice his son, his only one, whom he loves. When God makes this incredible demand, Avraham says, Hineni, here I am. And the two of them, Avraham and Yitzchak, went together. After three days, they come to the land of Moriah. And in another heart-wrenching moment, Yitzchak turns to his father and says, Avi, my father. And Avraham responds and says, Hineni, bani, here I am, my son. And Yitzchak says, here are the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the offering? And Avram said, God will seek out for himself the lamb for the offering. And now we read a second time, and the two of them went together. Why is this phrase repeated? Rashi suggests that in this single conversation, Avram was hinting to his son that he, Yitzchak, might be the sacrifice. And yet, still, they went together as one. Now, surely, there were many conversations that took place between this father and son in their life. There is no way that Yitzchak would have continued his father's legacy without a deep relationship between the two. What is the lesson, though, of the single recorded conversation between this father and son? The answer is that in this recorded conversation, Avram taught Yitzchak a timeless truth. First, he said, 
Hineni b'ni, here I am. I'm with you, my son, even in this difficult time. And second, Hashem yireh lo hasel la'ola. The word of God will show us the seth. The word of God is the arbiter of morality and will show us the seth, the sacrifice that we must bring. The lesson Avram imparted to Yitzchak is one and the same as the lesson of the Akedah itself. God will show us the sacrifice. We don't choose how to serve God. The word of God is what determines what is good and how we serve him. Now let's step back for a moment. Avram emerged from an idolatrous world where religion focused purely on the needs and emotions of the worshiper. Avraham, for his part, started a revolution in human thought. And that revolution was based on the idea that God, not man, is the judge of what is right and moral. It's not about what the worshiper feels, but it's about what God commands. Why did God love Avraham? Well, later in Yitzchak's life, God says that Avram is blessed on account of the fact that he hearkens my voice, guards my safeguards, my commands, my statutes, and my laws. God loved Avram because Avram hearkened to the word of the Almighty. Some modern commentaries believe that if they disagree with the Akedah, then there is something wrong with the Torah. Our great Jewish tradition sees it differently. God is perfect and the Torah is his word. Avram was the exemplar of living according to the word of God and the Akedah was his greatest test, the time at which he stood in this matter. It's hard to translate the Akedah into our own modern lives, but it does still teach us today. As Jews, we are continually growing in our path and in our ideas as we discover the word of God on an even greater level. Hashem's word is a gift in our lives, even when living by God's word seems very difficult. It can be hard to translate God's word into our lives and to guide the next generation in God's word. Well, how did I answer my teen and their challenge to me about having kids? I asked my wife what we should say, of course, and here was her answer. She said, the Torah is a vision of what life looks like, what it means to connect to Hashem. And in that vision, we have a mitzvah of purvu, be fruitful and multiply. It's not always an easy mitzvah, but it brings a married couple closer together. Besides, we don't ever know how long we'll have life, so we need to take advantage of a mitzvah when we have the chance. She told our children that our family has been walking in the path of Torah for 20 years since our chuppah, and we don't know how it's worked, but it works. It takes a lot of faith, and it can seem illogical compared to the non-Jewish world around us. I can personally testify that bringing children into the world has been the greatest thing that we've ever done, though it really was the word of Torah that guided us on this path. I can't tell you how many times Aviel has had people gawking at her, even if she just shows up at the supermarket with four kids. We didn't have a big family because it made sense. Believe me, it didn't make sense. And yet the Torah guided us to the most precious thing that we have. Sometimes I read about professionals who have invested their entire lives in their career, and they've not been taught that there's valuable work outside of that. I was reading about a young mother, probably about 30 years old, who felt guilty, actually, about her desire to stay home with her child. And as she questioned herself, she asked herself, 
shouldn't she be in the office doing meaningful work? I hear about that and I think to myself, thank God for the Torah. As Jews, we look to the word of God to teach us, and that's the lesson of the Akedah. The word of Hashem is the source of guidance in our lives. So wherever you are in your path, remember Avraham. Avraham teaches us that God's word is at the center of our moral universe. 4,000 years ago, Hashem called to Avraham with a chilling test. We are not Avraham Avinu, and we don't need to stand in his test, but we all struggle. And we go into the new year, and it's a new year when we will be tested in our relationship with Hashem. You may be tested in your place of work, or your friendships, your marriage, your financial affairs, or even how you spend your spare time. Wherever that test comes, ask yourself, what is the basis of your morality? Is it your own voice, or is the Devar Hashem, the Word of God, calling you? If God's Word is calling you, open yourself up to hear the Word of Hashem, even where you don't completely understand it. After all, God and His Word are greater than you are. And remember Avraham, when God called to him, in the hardest of challenges, Avram turned to Hashem and he said, Hineni, here I am. Thank you for joining us in the Torah Journey podcast. Share our podcast with your friends so that they can benefit from the Torah Journey. And make sure to tune in next week as we continue to prepare for Rosh Hashanah. Our next episode is The Joy of God is Your Strength.